Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, I think the first one is better. I think it's probably where I would land as the best zombie movie as well. Or best whatever, rage virus movie. Uh, it's, but, a, it's a zombie movie. Come on, it's okay. It's weird. You can tell that zombie movies went mainstream because not only is there like a hugely successful, if somehow endless television show. Hi, I'm Tim Grierson. And hi, I'm Will Leach. And we are Grierson and Leach. And we welcome you to Sci-Fi Debate Club, where two old friends and film critics and hosts of the Grierson and Leach podcast discuss and debate weighty issues of the world of genre, sci-fi, fantasy, and horror here on your Amazon Alexa device. Today, we're going to talk about zombie movies. Zombie movies. My, You can't tell, Grierson, but my hands are out in front of me. And I am moving slowly, though maybe I'll be controversial and start running. Oh. It's zombie movies. Ah, uh, uh, brains. I like the idea, the things, <laughs> brains, the thing that I love about zombie movies is that, like, this is a genre, this is not like like a ghost story, which have been around literally since the beginning of telling of stories. You can actually track the genre of zombies to one specific movie. Like, George Romero had the idea to do this, Night of the Living Dead in 1968, and has spawned a whole world of movies and basically at this point it almost feels like we've had every genre of movies within zombie yeah it's kind of funny where it's like no i'm i'm the guy who came up with zombies no no no, that's been around no i'm george romero like that was a thing that i came up with yeah it's been 50 years since night of the living dead so 50 years of zombie movies so it's funny because i gotta give love to romero just from the get-go i think the best one is still the first one, Dawn of the Dead, is really fun. That's kind of his, like, consumerism kind of fun movie. It's funny to think that his movie that kind of satirized consumerism was remade by Zack Snyder. <laughs> and I would argue is, in fact, the best Zack Snyder movie. But let's not really go down that line. But it's funny to think that George Romero, who's was always, always been an inventive filmmaker, I think some of the latter ones have kind of lost a little bit of the gumption. But like those movies still hold up pretty well. Yeah, even the the recent ones. Yeah, they're not as maybe as inspired. But like I, the the commitment to continually like making like it's his version of like the Seven Up documentary series. Like he's just invested in in zombies. He's just going to keep making them. And you know sometimes they're westerns. Sometimes they're riff from the headlines, political commentaries. I I do sort of like revisiting them. But I think that he's actually, like, inspired a lot of really good other filmmakers who have also done, like, zombie kinds of movies. So I'm curious, like, for you, gun to your head, favorite zombie movie, do you have one that is your kind of all-time favorite? What's weird about it is zombie movie, because now it's weird because it's become, like, this massive capture. Like, you've got funny zombie movies, you've got Zombieland, you've got Shaun of the Dead— you have even Warm Bodies, which was kind of funny, by the way. I kind of liked Warm Bodies. And then you have, it's weird, you could tell that zombie movies went mainstream, because not only is there like a hugely successful, if somehow endless, television show, but like World War Z was the blockbuster zombie movie. So it's funny to think there's been so many things, but it's funny, when you think of zombie movies, obviously the Romero movies, 
But, and there's a lot of the fun ones, you know, like Dead Snow is one I would give a little love to. It, it depends on your definition of them. Maybe Dead Alive counts as Canadian movie Pontypool. Fido was another kind of funny one. But I will say, if you're looking for like the series that probably rivals Romero's, I think it's really the two movies of the 28 Days Later and the 28 Weeks Later. Yeah, and you know, 28 Days Later is the one that I love the most. And I know, I know that some Amazon Alexa listeners are going to hear this right mm. now and say, 28 Days Later is not a zombie movie. They are not, in fact, zombies. I have heard your pleadings. I, I've received your angry emails about this because I've been writing about this movie for years and years, and everybody always gets on my case about this. I respect and love all of you, but come on, it's a zombie movie. We think of this. As- I reject their premise. I reject their premise as well. Greg. Yes, I think they have been by or have been affected by the rage virus that infects these zombies. That's right. I'm just gonna rub it in people's faces. These zombies <laughs> in 28 Days Later. It's such an incredible, innovative way of making a zombie movie where it's like it's London. Tillian Murphy's character wakes up. Everybody is gone. He doesn't know what has happened. All of London is completely either evacuated or people are just dead. That incredible shot in downtown London, it still kind of gives me chills. Like this movie came out in 2002 and that was still like back in like the early days of digital video when like people were like thinking that was going to take over for film, which it did. But DV still looked kind of crappy and they used that. Danny Boyle, the filmmaker, used that to great advantage because like just the look of 28 Days Later, like the film itself looks like it's infected by something. And it's also like more disconcerting and creepy. And the zombies are really super fast. They run and it's really, really scary. There's certain moments in this movie that still, like if I just watch a clip from it, still give me the heebie-jeebies, even though I've seen this movie many times, it still freaks me out because they run so fast that you think there is no way that Murphy and the other actress he's with, including Naomi Harris, there's no way they can get away from these crazy creatures. It's really, really, really scary. It's really bleak. I know that the ending is somewhat divisive. Some people think it works. Some people think it doesn't. I think it actually does work. It scares the hell out of me. I still think it's really effective. But you, Will, are also a big fan of the sequel. Yeah, I think the first one is better. I think it's probably where I would land as the best zombie movie as well. Or best whatever rage virus movie. Uh, it's, but, a, it's a zombie movie. Come on, it's okay. It's a zombie it's okay. movie. It's a it's zombie, zombie movie. I know. Thank you. Thank you. But 28 Weeks Later is pretty good, too. It's a little bit more conventional. It's a, has a little bit more of a uh, kind of familiarity to it. But I would argue that as far as these things go, if you're doing a sequel to a movie that was so kind of innovative and so kind of new, I think it's a pretty good one. It actually kind of expands the scope a little bit while also kind of focusing narrow story. It's also fun to think that like the movie came out in 2007. Here are actors that in that movie, yeah. you did not know who they were right. in 2007 and you know who they are now. Imogen Poots, Idris Elba, Jeremy Renner, and Rose Byrne. You did not know who any of those people were in 2007. And now I think like three quarters of them have been superheroes. Yeah, it's like at that time it was like, oh, Robert Carlyle, the guy from Train Spotting, right? Like I think he was probably like the biggest name, but it's like all of the supporting characters, especially Jeremy Renner, that is... Kind of crazy. I think it was like one of his very first roles. And also I would say, though I, we both agree that 28 Days Later is better, 28 Weeks Later's opening is really great. It's like, I, in terms of like as scary and as effective as anything in the first movie is, that opening sequence in 28 Weeks Later is a killer. It is really, yeah. really well done. And it certainly lets you know that this movie is up for anything. 
Which is funny because the movie itself doesn't actually play that way. <laughs> it actually feels a little bit more conventional, but it certainly ups the stakes. But yeah, both of those movies are really great. And I would argue if you're counting them as zombie movies, of course she's got them as zombie movies. I think those are best two zombies. Yeah, and in terms of other ones, I still have not seen Train to Busan, which I hear is a like just incredibly crazy, like nutsy sort of zombie movie. You already mentioned Zombie Land, and of course Shaun of the Dead, which is a great zombie comedy, which basically suggests you know people are so don't pay attention to anything that's going on around them that if there were zombies, it might take you a while to actually kind of notice it, which is one of the one of the best things. Though it really is like a hardcore like. You get your zombie fix and, like, awesome zombie kills in that movie. But yeah, 28 Days Later. Well, just thinking about that movie right now kind of, like, kind of makes me a little freaked out. They're behind you, Gerson. Ah! <laughs> this has been... Uh, that, but I, I don't know what I just made the Amazon Alexa device do, by the way. <laughs> but, yeah, like, that's... I apologize in advance. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode. Remember that your place for all things sci-fi, fantasy, and horror, visit sci-fi.com. 